Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sip, Survive, and Repeat. <clears throat> We're just talking about our joints clicking. Clicking and chicken. I don't know. Uh, I've had a recent, I don't know why, every time I walk downstairs, hmm. my left knee clicks. Like every step. My hip pops. Every step? No, if I lean on our counter a certain way, I do it multiple times a night because it feels good. Yeah. It pops. I can do that to like my back when I'm in yeah. bed. I can like kind of twist my back a certain way and make it pop. But this mm-hmm. is like, I'm just walking downstairs like a normal. Not good. And it's like, pop, pop, pop. It's like bad. I don't like it. You should it. go get it looked at. Ew, no. They're going to do something. They're going to want to put a shot in there or something gross. No, they won't. Do you remember when I got that shot in my heel? Yeah, Jenny, I can't even think about it. Don't even, no. <laughs> I don't like people, I like my feet to be rubbed, but I don't want people to touch my toes or my heel. Like, I can't imagine a shot going near my feet. Like, ugh. It's not good. Like, when I get a um, pedicure, yeah. I tell the lady the, who's ever doing it that I've broken, <laughs> so stupid, that I've broken both of my big toes before so don't touch them like don't twist them don't I mean she's got to paint them but I don't want them touched do not touch them You're I don't know aggressive. why I actually re- I really want to get a pedicure like I've been I need thinking to get about one. it I've been thinking about it well there's a place right below my apartment now. I've been to that one it's I've been nice. to that one too they yeah. serve alcohol too exactly you know that? Yeah, of course I'm trying did. to get Todd to go with me but <laughs> he's not into it I mean I'll go with you okay will you go with me yeah because I leave when do you leave for Mexico May 8th Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind going soon, I need to go sooner than that. Yeah. Well, I feel like if I got one now and then right before I left. Yeah. You know. Maybe we should do that this week. Like, start the prep work. Okay. You know? For the feet to look good. Start. They got to start. Start shaving them down now. (laughs) They got to start getting the felt sander out. (laughs) (laughs) Trim those. Do you have long toenails? No. Ew. I hate. That's also a pet peeve of mine. I hate Did you know this is a show about fat footages? (laughs) Fat footages? I don't know. (laughs) My mom, when I go get pedicures with my mom, her toenails are so long. Ooh. I love you, mom, but that's gross. The answer like, to that cut is them. no. And no, they, I, like, they gotta, like, I like them as short as they can me get too. without making my you know, toes bleed. Like, I want them short. Me too. But I have, my skin is so dry, like, everything on me, including my feet, are dry. And so, like, my heels are always, like, I'm always battling that. So... I just like have to sometimes go through phases where I sleep with socks on and like put lotion on, you know, at night. You know I have at? a foot, a home like foot petty sock thing I'm going to give you because I bought three of them. Oh. You can try. Oh, excellent. <laughs> don't, don't let me forget before you leave. Great. <laughs> I'll go get it upstairs. <laughs> um, I got, I uh, encased my bed. Um, I remember I went to the allergist and they were yes. like, this is the shit you need to do. Yes. Well, I finally, everything came in from Amazon and I was able to do all the stuff. So why are you encasing your bed though? I don't I'm understand. allergic to dust mites. And I think that's on our bed right now. I think probably, Kim is allergic yeah. to it. But can't like just a normal bed cover work? Mm-hmm. A this mattress like cover? something in the bed cover basically. Right? Ew. I don't it's, know. So it's, it's basically like, I basically have a plastic sheet. <laughs> Like yeah, that's a, it's like, a, like it crinkles a little. A little. Yeah. Well, my mattress I cover. Like it's like I might have an accident. My mattress cover is a little plasticky. <laughs> it could, but this bed, goes. I think this I goes over the entire thing. Or throw up on the bed like I did once, oh. and it's still stained. What? No, okay. I had no. It goes over the entire mattress. Oh. Like under like it, your bed around runner. it. It has a zipper, so you zip it closed. It's basically like a pillowcase with a zipper for your mattress. Oh. I can now, tell you that it, was a bitch to get on. When you? Yeah, I bet. 
when you move around at night, can does it make noises? No, like, the, oh, okay. you know what makes more noise is I got I had to get the pillowcase ones too. Oh wow! And those are more crinkly, I think. But it's right, it's because they're right next to my ears, mm. you know. Um, but I got that. I got my HEPA filter going in my room. Now I'm not supposed to let Sedona sleep in bed with me. She still sometimes gets in there. Yeah, how do you stop that? I'm I mean, not. She's an she's old lady. Not, she's nine years old. She's not ready yeah. for that. She Holly, doesn't. I would she normally never. doesn't. She doesn't sleep with me at night. But like, she likes to cuddle with me before mm-hmm. I go to bed. But then I think the snoring and the moving and the Callie's maybe in not the, the long haul all night. She's right next to me. Yeah, in my seat. Sedona room. used to be when I had a king bed. Yeah, um, she was cool with it. But I think the queen, it's just a little too small for both. It's small. Both of us big gals. Yeah, it's. I don't know how we did a, a queen for two year, 10 years, two years, 10 years, 10 years. Yikes. When we were gone, we slept in a king bed oh, and coming back to a full was just the worst thing in the world. I would think so. You have a full? We have a full bed. You guys need to work on that. Once Does we get a Bodhi house, like the you? first thing we're doing is getting a king bed. No, because he can't fit. Okay. <laughs> just... So when you're looking, when you're looking for a house, make sure a king bed will fit in the bedroom. That's true. It's a good idea. So. Because I didn't own a king bed until we moved here. And that's the first thing I did was buy a king bed from Costco. It was. Naturally. I had the best night's sleep sleeping in a king bed. So nice. It is nice. It's super nice. No offense to Kim, but you know. Well, I mean. some space. That's all. Yeah, I just feel like a little space never hurt anyone. I got to take my shoes off. Hold on. Are you sweating? Yeah, I'm already sweating. Your dogs are. Your dogs are feeling it. I have a blanket on. Jenny's sweating. It's fine. That's how we roll. Um, How was your trip? It was nice. Besides, I'd already told Danelle, Kim hurting her ankle. I don't oh. know if you saw that. No. Yeah. She, she rolled it. She like sprained it like two miles into our six-mile hike and did not look good. Very swollen, very bruised. She finished the hike. Oh, my God, no. She should not. You should have carried her well, back to the oh, cabin. I kept saying, we got to go back. She's like, well, what's four miles compared to two? I'm like, Kim, oh, my God. I did a five-mile hike once, and that was two. And I've never done like a legit hike I would like to do like. It yeah. was fun. Yeah. And then she took her boot off once she got home and instantly swelled up. Because the boot was just holding she, her Are together. they sure it's not broken? She hasn't been to the doctor. She hasn't been to the doctor. Jesus, it's probably broken. It looks better now. No. Yeah. She it's probably not. fractured I'm, it. I'm a doctor, and I think she needs to go to a doctor. I've actually broken my <laughs> right ankle like three times and oh fractured it multiple one time I was jumping on a trampoline and I landed on it sideways. I'm going to throw up. It was disgusting. That's disgusting. And the ambulance. I've had a lot of injuries. I was also did a quick stint in track, which was super interesting. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I was terrible. And I was going over a hurdle and I, my foot hit the hurdle and I tr- fell and broke You were my doing ball. hurdles. I picked the most dangerous. And I fell. Like the first meet. I fell. See, that's what I like to jump over things that only when I'm on a horse because yeah. then they have to do all the work. Yeah. I'm like, so you push off the ground. She should get it checked out. I, she said she was going to if it still hurt, but it doesn't hurt her now. So well, Is she know. on a lot of drugs? No. No Tylenol, Just no Motrin? Tylenol the first two days. Okay. Do I don't you want if... some drugs? <laughs> Just kidding. I think <laughs> she feels better Danelle today. Have a stash. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, my gosh. And where did you go again? Red River Gorge in Kentucky. Red River Gorge. It's okay. near Lexington. Was it nice? Because we're me and my friends are trying to think of a summer vacation. It was nice. I mean, it was mostly just like hiking trails around. There was nothing else, mm. really. That's not going to Like, work. we just stayed in the cabin on Thursday. Look at me. I'm like, that's not You should work. go to Bedford Springs in Pennsylvania. I need somewhere it's that like has... four hours away. They have a pool. Yeah. A spa. Uh-huh. A golf course. Who cares? <laughs> they have light hiking, like trails, okay. but it's not... Like, I went running the one day. Like, it's... Yeah. I just, I feel like, so my suggestion. It's a huge resort. It's beautiful. Even though I was like, I don't want to fly anywhere. Then I immediately was like, let's go to, I was like, let's go to Sedona. (laughs) We have to fly. I don't know. You could fly. Who cares? I mean, yeah, I know. I'm just saying like, 
it's uh, my, my initial reaction to going on a trip was, okay, but we shouldn't fly anywhere because that costs too much. And then I was like, how about Sedona, Arizona? <laughs> You're like, let's pick a flight. Although I think flights are going up in price. So. They are. They are. But I got a pretty good deal to Cancun. So, Did you? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was still expensive, but it wasn't as expensive as it has been. I feel like our rental in the Outer Banks was fairly cheap, but every time I kept going back to it, it the prices kept increasing. Mm. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're glad you're back, Kenny. Yeah. I'm really glad. I'm glad you didn't sprain your ankle. Also true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we would have done if we both sprained our ankle. It would have been a slow We would have like, to crawl back. Yeah. <laughs> you could do it. Roll back. I would have just rolled. <laughs> rolled through the <laughs> trails. Um, we'll quickly touch on the wine because you guys know we've drank this before. It is, again, well, the... Well, we're going to talk about it. Just give it a sec. Okay. We're drinking the Magna. Hold on. I can never read the whole thing. The Gateway Red. And it is one of their signature wines. It is delicious. We recommend it. You can get yourself some or any of their wines at magnawineboutique.com. They have two locations in beautiful Bedford and Cuyahoga Falls. Which we never went and picked up our March wine. I'm just thinking about that now. Yeah, because it's the 29th, so we're screwed. We're just going to have to go with April. I guess so. (laughs) I think I was supposed to pick it up last week, but that wasn't happening. No, last week was a shit show. Um, Okay, so what we tried to drink... Uh, was that I was at Trader Joe's and I bought Southern Tier Brewing Company's Strawberry Dream. It's a milkshake IPA, and it's supposed to be the juiciest, smoothiest IPA on the menu. And we all disagree with that. <laughs> it was not great. It was something. It had a bad aftertaste. I just didn't like. I like the initial taste. The aftertaste is just way too fake strawberry. Yeah. I like milkshake IPAs a lot. Like it, the initial taste was good. And uh, Danelle said she could tell why I bought it because the box is super cute and the cans are super cute. It looks yummy. It looks like a good time. I want to like put it in a blender with ice cream and just see. Ew. I still feel like no. The aftertaste no. was enough to really. It tastes, you know what it, I feel like it tastes like artificial strawberry. Yeah, that's that the was problem. The problem. Yeah. If you're going to do it. strong strawberry. Yeah. Very strong artificial strawberry. My mouth is watering. <laughs> because I said a milkshake. You're like, I just want a real milkshake. Okay. <laughs> um, are we ready to talk about survival stories? I am. Great. Uh, the team has voted that I'm going first Jenny's today. going first. Because mine gets a little gruesome. And mine's lighthearted. Oh, we're going to end on a lighthearted I mean, note. Kind of. <laughs> For a survival story. For a survival story. Okay. <clears throat> I'm living in a note-free zone again. Here she goes. Okay, I am doing the survival story of Katie Sharp. Now, Hmm. Katie Sharp, I don't know what year it is, so probably in the 2000s. It's a great decade. Sure. Um, This is from my favorite show uh, with Charisma Carpenter. (laughs) (laughs) Surviving Evil. (laughs) I went Best ahead. Subscription to, no, I went. I, mm, I bought season two. Oh shit! <laughs> they now have thirty dollars of my money because it's fourteen ninety nine per season. Damn, girl, <laughs> you're lucky we get this wine for free. <laughs> Living it up. Um, so I I downloaded season two and I picked the one that had the title I liked the most, which was like House from Hell or something like Ooh. that. And I was like, yes, what is this? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Katie. Uh, what did I just say her last name was? Sharp. Sharp. Katie Sharp. And she lives outside of Chicago, Illinois. And she's a college student. And she works as a bartender. And she had a couple bartending jobs. But the one that she liked the most and did the most was at a place called Choppers. Mm. And she's really cute. She's like, 
Um, you know, if I had to describe Choppers, it's like Cheers. Like everybody knows everybody's name. It's a very small town bar. Um, you know, like I play music on the jukebox and kind of bop around. Oh, do you like, remember doing that? Of course I do. It was and then amazing. they came out like the digital one where you could just like. And it's just like. Although I used to love fucking with people's selections on the digital one because you could make yours go first. Especially if you pay more money. Exactly. And if you're really drunk, you didn't care about would be playing like, dollars in there. People would be like playing rock music and I'd be like, Britney Spears, Britney Spears. Or like <laughs> Two Chains or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, it was inappropriate for the place I was at, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, so she worked at this place called Choppers and um, there was a guy who came in and he was kind of regular and he started um, coming to the bar and sitting there and talking to her. And she said she felt kind of bad for him because he seemed really lonely. Mm. And so the first time he came in, um, he kind of just told her, she was playing, I think, Motown. And so he kind of said, oh, I really like Motown too. And then they struck up a conversation. And his name was Jimmy McNamara. And Jimmy McNamara, you know, at first she kind of felt like he was maybe hitting on her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, was he older, do you think? Yeah, or, he okay. was older. And she just, like, again, felt sorry for him because he seemed really lonely. He didn't really – he always came alone to the bar. He didn't have any friends. So she said she would, like, chat with him like because – he's harmless, right. remember? That's exactly. That's word, harmless. Exactly. And she had um, big plans. She was trying to make enough money so that she could move to Nashville because that's – she heard it was such a cool place – there were so many young people and she just wanted to like live it up in Nashville so um it was just like you know he'd be there he'd talk to her and he would give her like extra tips because he knew she was trying to go to Nashville and so she she thought he was like tips right but she thought he was like a sweet guy and she was just being friendly so that he she would get better tips and then if we if you've ever waited tables you always had that table or that Mm -hmm. regular that would come in and they were always a little creepy but in like a harmless way. Right. And they would give you nice tips. Right. I get it. Yeah. So um, then one day he was telling her, he said, you know, we should come up with some sort of arrangement because I know you're trying to get to Nashville. And he's like, I really need someone to clean my house. And he's like, it would be mutually beneficial. You could make some extra money to get to Nashville quicker. And oh, I would God. have a clean house. And of course, Katie was so stuck on the future of going to Nashville and like that's all she wanted Mm -hmm. she didn't really see the harm in cleaning this guy's house she was just like yeah okay sounds good so she said she went to his house and she said it was it was a very uh well-kept house oh everything was in um in very tidy place she said in fact it was kind of OCD like every label had to be facing the same way in the cupboard and all the like she said he had like a big liquor cabinet thing Mm -hmm. and like everything was like perfectly organized perfectly spaced and there was like a psychologist that came on and was like people with OCD tend to outwardly try and keep everything as neat as they can because inside they feel like they're in turmoil (laughs) and I was like okay I also feel like that's a red flag like hindsight obviously 2020 but looking back it's like who someone with severe OCD like that they don't want anyone cleaning their house because they can't do as good of a job as they do. Right. Right. If you exactly. know anyone with OCD, they don't want you touching their house. No. My mom actually. I don't have OCD, clearly. My mom has has cleaning OCD for sure. Now I she's, have a friend that She's has not it. a serial killer by any means or like no. a really mean person. But she just, There's she certain... actually, I think, fired a cleaning lady because she wasn't doing it right. <laughs> I get that though because no one cleans your house like you do. But I an agree. OCD person, like they have a it's particular overly, way yeah. that, yeah. Um. So anyway, so, and then when she was done cleaning, a lot of times he would like 
come in and say, you know, why don't you stick around and we'll like talk, no, talk and play, and play cards. And she'd no. be like, oh, I'm really tired. Like I got to go. And he'd throw down a hundred dollar bill and be like, you don't want to stay for 20 minutes for a hundred bucks and play cards with me. Ew. And she would be like, eh, okay. So she was just very, like, I think she kind of grew up in a very idealistic situation. Yeah. Um, like suburban Chicago, just like, you know, she said her, she said her childhood was idyllic. Like she just was very, it was her and her sister and her parents. I think her parents might be divorced because it sounds like they lived in different places, but, um, she just said it was, it was a great childhood. Nothing bad really ever happened to her. Yeah. So I think she's kind of got these rose colored glasses on where she's like, Oh, this is fine. I'm just making money for, from this really nice, lonely guy. And everyone that she works with knows him. He's a regular. Right. Like, yeah, he's at the choppers all the time. He's at the local bar. Whatever. So um, she she keeps going over to clean, and eventually it starts turning into less of her cleaning, more of him just wanting to sit down and talk and then pay her for that. And he started getting kind of weird where he would start telling, like, more about his childhood and that his mom died when he was young and his dad beat him. And it was always, like, really sad stories about, like, his life. And that started getting kind of creepy where he'd be, like, telling her that – this person wronged me and they ended up dead because of it. And, da, 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 da. and she was kind of like, yikes. So she started to try and distance herself from him because she was like, this seems not like the arrangement we yeah. had. And he was calling her nonstop. And no. um, one time when she was over there, he basically said, um, you know, this had been going on, I think, for about three months. I was going to say, it sounds like it went on for a while. I think about two or three months. And she, finally, she's over there, and he basically says, I want you to go get your stuff. You're moving in here. And she was like, come again? What now? And he basically said, look at this. Do you, know, do you recognize this picture? And it was a picture of her dad's house. And he's like, I know where your dad lives. I know where your mom lives. I know where your sister lives. And if you don't move in here, I'm going to torture them and kill them and then he said something really gruesome do you want me to say it out loud yeah oh god absolutely he said if you don't do it i'm gonna put a razor blade on the end of a drill bit and i'm gonna put it up your sister oh <gasps> that's the quote very specific like very done this speci- before. yeah very specific so that's when you run to the police right she didn't, didn't get out of the house though okay yeah i don't know what the deal was but she couldn't or she, she was didn't, probably in shock. She, I think she was so terrified because she was, and at scared, this point, yeah. he had groomed her to be this scared of him. But also he groomed her to feel sorry for him. Right. And there was a likability about him. Yeah, it was, was like, like a very weird. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it was very weird. So she packed her stuff and moved into his house. She did it? Yeah. Yeah, she moved in with him. And he told her, you better be a good actress because you have to call your mom now. So she called her mom and had to be like, what the fuck? I met this guy. He's amazing. I'm moving in with him. Like, don't worry about me. And that was like the last time she talked to her mom for like months. And her mom was like, okay. Her mom, I guess her mom was hesitant, but like, okay. I feel like my mom would be like, absolutely not. No. No. Nope. Your mom would be like, I'm coming over right now. <laughs> yeah, my mom would freak the fuck out. She'd be like, now show me where, show me your bedroom. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Never she would just your be mom, like, but I'm assuming that's no, she mean. would just be like, no. Now my mom would be like, so when do you want to meet up to go to Chili's? She'd be like, on to the next thing. <laughs> on to the next thing. I'm like, mom, I'm doing a podcast. We call She's that- like, so when is, um, when do you want to drive to Philly next? I'm like, mom, I, I'm 
doing a pot like you no no you don't you don't listen okay. no sorry it's, it's called the back to me this also is my therapy the session now it's Got the it. btm moment back to me right always <laughs> love you linda um okay i have a sweat stash because i'm getting nervous okay why because this. <laughs> so this i'm getting tipsy so which is great <laughs> katie moves in with crazy jimmy and um he like one night he comes to her it was like oh I guess no I think it was in the morning I can't remember that doesn't matter anyway he came he to, her to her and he was like um I called you the other day and you didn't answer and you never called me back why would you do that and he got like crazy mad and she said it was um I was gonna say extraterrestrial that's not what I mean <laughs> it was a Katy Perry song <laughs> It was like he he turned into a totally different person. She said he even looked different, which I've heard before when serial killers kill. Like their eyes go black. Yes. Yeah. Like creepy McCreeper pants. Okay. But he also told you he's going to torture your family. I'm not victim. I'm not victim shaming. I'm just saying like, so this is step three. Yeah. So he basically, his whole demeanor changes. He looks completely different and he just as hard as he can open handed slaps <gasps> her across the face and then he just said like then she said the slaps turned into punches and it was just he was punching me anywhere he could land one. Oh my god so he punched her in the face in the back of the head in the back in the legs like he was punching her everywhere and it lasted for hours she was beaten for hours oh my god. Do you, was she still working at the bar this time do you think no Okay, so she's, he's taking care of her essentially. Sure, if you yeah. want to call it that. <laughs> I mean, in the sense where she doesn't have to work. Right. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. So she it goes on for hours. They actually had oh one God. of his other victims um, talk in this like episode, and she said it was insane. Like he would go and go for hours, and he would like take a break and catch his breath, and then he'd come back and start beating again, or he'd go and get a drink for himself. Why is he Cause not he in jail? Because he would be. Oh well, he is now, but. Uh, but other victims they wouldn't they were so scared of him they wouldn't prosecute like they wouldn't they wouldn't testify against him oh my god so he just is like beating the shit out of her for hours and then she said finally he just snapped out of it and stopped and went on with his day and probably acted like nothing happened Uh uh-huh so she said this kind of became the routine where she would like clean and like wait on him hand and foot all day long. And Ew. then in the evenings he would go around and point out what she did wrong. OCD He'd be like, this label isn't facing the right way. This trash bag. You didn't put That's the called being a dickhead. Well, you put the trash bag in the garbage wrong. I'm like, how do you, how, how You're would you do that it's wrong? In there. You're lucky I put a trash bag in there. Yeah. You can fuck off. But anyway, so, and then he would beat her for hours in the evening and it was like he was a sexual sadist so like i don't think they never really said anything about having sex because i think he actually got off from the beating from the beating so he didn't have to yeah um that doesn't mean that didn't happen it's just you know that's kind of what it sounded like um well after this went on for weeks she kind of got to a point where she stopped reacting to the beatings where she would just like she wouldn't even cry or yell out or anything oh, she just would so like sad. sit there and take it and she said it made him more mad because he wasn't getting that. He wasn't getting the reaction yeah. that he needed to like get off. So he took her to the front hall closet. He opened it and he said, "Do you know what that is, Katie?" And she said, "Uh huh." And he took out a baseball bat <gasps> and he said, "It's party time." Oh my god! And then he just started beating her um, all around her legs, and she said she heard bones cracking, like Jesus. bones were just cracking all over. 
and she was just like so she said it was the worst pain she's ever felt in her life and she was just like please make it end so when he was done beating her with the baseball bat um she basically said her shins were completely split open I'm so grossed out by that. I don't know why shins gross me out so much, but they just fucking gross me it's out. It's how I feel about heels. Whoa. Like imagine your just heel open. being split open. Just the hard surface. Just open. No. Just bone. And she was like a normal girl. A right. normal a normal college girl living right. her life. Yeah, trying to go to Nashville and live this. it up. Like that's the thing. You can get roped into anything. Yeah. Oh, be- I forgot to mention. He's also, um, he makes money by being a drug dealer and he's very into cocaine. <laughs> so a lot of this is drug infused beatings great so he's not only can he keep going for hours because he's probably so coked up but like he just like never gets tired anyway so he beats the shit out of her with a baseball bat around her legs and torso um she is allowed she's not allowed to shower so she i don't believe at this point i don't think she has showered in probably months um she can't go to the bathroom by herself he has to stand there with her which he said was like degrading and then um he tells her for christmas eve they're gonna go to his brother's house and she's like thank god like they're gonna someone's gonna see me now Mm -hmm. like another human being is gonna see how badly i'm beaten he gave her um each day he would give her 30 seconds to um dress her wounds her open ass shins (gasps) she could clean them out and put new gauze and stuff on them 30 seconds and she had to hurry up and do it and he had her so high on painkillers that so that say, she he had to be giving her drugs oh, at some point. she was on all sorts of drugs so that she could continue Poor to baby. vacuum oh for him God. yeah it, it was so with open shins open shins walking around Jesus. using a fucking vacuum so sad oh my god so they go to the brother's house oh my god what are you doing with your glass oh was it tipping <laughs> it was like this <laughs> um she went to the brother's house. His name is Charlie. And Charlie had a girlfriend. Don't remember her name. Um, she seemed a little naive, but she was also terrified of Jimmy, the abuser. Mm-hmm. And I think Charlie, too. Because in the end, they get there. And this lady, the girlfriend, seems to think that like everything is terrible. And she can see the bruises. And she's making comments about it. But the brother, is oh. they're just joking around about it. And he goes, he basically told Katie to come over. Jimmy told Katie to come over and show his brother Charlie what he did to her shins. What? He makes her take the dressings off and they start making jokes about it. Like the brother goes, batter up. <gasps> because he's also a scumbag abuser. I was going to say he must be yeah. doing the same thing to his girlfriend. Uh-huh. So they just have like a big old laugh about it. Jesus. And they leave at some point and Katie... Uh, And the girlfriend are talking alone. And the girlfriend is like, you need to get out of here before he kills you. And Katie's like, okay. Like, I don't know how to leave at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then um, Jimmy comes back and he shows her his phone. And there's all these calls that have been made on Jimmy's cell phone to a Nashville number. And he's like, who are you calling, Katie? Who are you calling on my phone? Who are you calling in Nashville? And, like, he's basically baiting her. Like, she never touched his phone. She never called anyone in Nashville. And he did it. He wants an excuse to beat her. Yeah. So he beats the shit out of her again. And they go. Are they still at his brother's house or no? I think they're still at the brother's house. So then they leave. And I think probably in the next couple days he says, okay, we're going to go to Vegas. No, I don't want to go anywhere with you. I'm like, oh, God. But again, Katie's like, okay, 
I look ridiculous. Like, like someone's going to know. Well, she's like, no someone, offense to Vegas, but. No, I mean, but she, she's like in the airport. Like yeah. security's going to see that I'm like a battered woman and okay. they're going to like say something. You're in her shoes. Wouldn't you? I know she's very scared, but wouldn't you just freak out in the airport and be like, somebody help me. I'm, or she's so afraid of him. I think she's so afraid of him. That she just, yeah. So she, they go to the airport. She gets checked by TSA and all that stuff. And she's like, no, everyone looked at me. No one said anything. And she said it felt, she felt so alone. She's like, I'm surrounded by so many people in this airport and I feel so alone. Oh my God. That just gave me chills. Right. So then they go to Vegas and she said they didn't really do too much there. Like basically. Of course. Like he's going to take her to the, the, the O show or whatever it's called. (laughs) Right. I mean, it was, they were there to gamble. So he was like, they played the slots during the day and they'd like, occasionally he played like (laughs) Celine Dion, (laughs) Britney Spears. Um, so they, they played like blackjack. I almost said slapjack. (laughs) I love slapjacks. Slapjacks. Yeah. Uno. Uno. Bingo. (laughs) The usual usual Vegas tricks. You can play bingo. I think in your Vegas though. No, that's my pace. I like it. Um, so they, uh, they're staying, they didn't say what hotel, but they're staying at this hotel and, um, they're laying in the room and he says, uh, you know what? You can make yourself useful and rub my feet. Ew. Oh my God. It's your favorite Danelle. <laughs> Do not touch my toes. <laughs> so she goes down there and starts rubbing his feet and then he just starts yelling at her because apparently, again, this is why he I'm unsure of the sexual, touched. no, I'm, I'm unsure of the sexual undertones of this relationship because he goes he basically told her she was useless because she was that close to his dick and didn't do anything about it god what an asshole yeah and then he's like i have two feet rub rub the other one and he's like rub it till i fall asleep so she's rubbing this fucker's feet jimmy mcnamara let's just say his name one more time so we know what a fucker he is and then he passes out great and then she realizes cut his dick off oh no this is my this is my chance I mean yes but no she decides this is my chance this is my chance go girl and so she is like he's a light sleeper he wakes up at every noise I am terrified my legs are all fucked up I can't run that fast but she just decides this is it's now or never so she tiptoes towards the door she opens it and she swears she can hear him coming behind her oh my god so she just starts running down the hallway towards the elevator and she's and like push oh my god i can just see her like pushing the button oh, take she, the stairs but she, her calves oh she can't take the stairs those, those those were huge those uh hotels out there so she's like um she's like i could have looked back because i swore he was behind me but i didn't want to lose a millisecond she's yeah. like i just wanted to keep running so she gets to the elevator she it opens she gets in she goes downstairs to the lobby she finds a security guard and she's like help me and he's like okay you gotta tell me who did this to you and she was like she immediately got scared like if i tell like i'm gonna get hurt no more. tell and so it was like but it's like that stockholm syndrome know, where you're just I like ah, i don't want to get hurt more and i don't want him to hurt my family Ugh. but she was like okay if i don't oh hi momo if i don't tell like he's gonna do this to someone else or he's yeah. gonna find me or yeah. my family so she tells them what room he's in what his name is and they go up there and they arrest that son of a oh, bitch what a little fucker and they take her to the hospital where she is in bad shape every single (gasps) one of her ribs is broken every rib oh my god and this happened before vegas so she's been walking around with i don't know how many ribs you have but you guys i'm not that smart 11 12 12 i believe yeah pretty sure it's an even number okay (laughs) unless you have a broken one 
I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. you guys, ribs. <laughs> they're all broken. Of broken. All of them broken. They're not doing what they're and supposed that to do. And could puncture a lung. Like oh, that's... yeah. They, well, she was in the intensive care unit because she was, like, fucked up. So she had that. She had... Um, it's 12. Okay. Her... Oh, wait she... no. 12 pairs. <gasps> 24. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. There's a God, lot of damn ribs. It, that's a lot of ribs. We that's were a, way off on that's that. That's a lot of ribs. Okay. All right. So they're all broken. Um, her, some of her lower vertebrae broken obviously shins Broke. and a lot of parts of her legs broken oh, and she get over that image she has a staph infection in, in both of her legs she does. and they're not sure if it spread to her blood so the, again they're not sure if she's gonna make it because if the staph spread to her blood and she finally got she out be and they're like dead so basically her mom showed up at the hospital in Vegas and they kind of told her like we're not sure if she's gonna make it if she does we're probably gonna have to amputate her legs because of the staph infection Poor baby. Oh my god. So it was just like this what a poor overwhelming experience. And how long do you think time passed? Like six months, a year? I think it was about six months. Okay. Um god. maybe a little less than that. But yeah, it was like started in like fall and ended like they had around Christmas. The, Eve it was and... like yeah, it was like Jane. I think it was like maybe five months. Oh but anyway. Gosh. Um the exciting news is they did not have to amputate oh, her legs. Good. She got to keep her legs. They good. fixed her all up. Um, she wow. She did testify against him, as did the woman who was too afraid to testify when she first was beaten by him. And so there were multiple, and I think there were actually like three women who came forward. That's sick. And he got sentenced to life in prison yeah, without better. the possibility of parole. Oh, my God. He can appeal that sentence. He won't. He won't win. No, I mean, no. They, all they had to do was look at the fucking pictures. Look at her just calves. Go. I mean, re, no, her shins. Shins. Calves don't sick me out. Shins do. It's like soccer. I, that's like why I can't watch soccer. She can't get a massage because she doesn't like her shins being touched. What? Um, so that is the story of Katie Sharp wow. and her dumbass abuser that I hate. Did she move back to Chicago, do you know? Or? I don't know. She she said. I think she said she started back at school, so I think she's either back in Chicago or... She, maybe, maybe she's else. Maybe, maybe she's now in Nashville. Nashville. Maybe she made it. Oh my God, that poor sweet baby. Yeah, so she's living her best life with both her legs and this guy's in jail. So fuck Jesus. off, Jimmy. So that's my story. Wow. That's intense. I've never even heard that one. That's Whoa. crazy. Thanks, Charisma Carpenter, for that. Thanks, gem. Charisma. And <laughs> Jenny know. with the no notes. <laughs> I'm sweating so bad, though. You can't <laughs> tell. You don't even look sweaty. Oh, good. You have a nice glow. Mm. Nice glossy glow. Glossy, glossy. Well, good news is I'm kind of drunk. So good. Let's get my this story started. Great. I'm going to massage your cat. Okay. And then wash your hands afterwards. I can't wait until I get my shots. I'm going to start my round, my shots like probably in like a couple months. And then in, after that, I'll be immune to cat shenanigans. I really think you're going to be a cat person once you... I know you're a dog person already because Sedona... I'm a dog. I'm a horse. Yeah. You're an equal animal. Yeah. I like animals. Lover. <laughs> I mean, I want pigs and chickens, so. I wouldn't be against pigs. Chickens kind of freak me out. I think because they're big and have beaks, but. Yeah. I want their eggs though, but <laughs> I want like, I want like five rescue pigs. Like okay. big, you know. Big all Someday, pigs. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Ooh, um, ooh look at, look at oh, I got his butt up. Oh, oh, get it. Get it, get it, get it, get it. My okay. story, I feel like. It sounds familiar. I don't think we've done this before, but if we have, <laughs> if you did, I'll make sure to let you know. If we have, here we go again. This okay. is a story of Dick and Rick Hoyts. <laughs> what? Dick and Rick. Dick and Rick. 
Um, also known as Team Hoyt. It's not. So Hoyt, do you think both of the names were Richard because those are both short for Richard? I don't know, but I'm gonna call them Dick and Rick. Dick's the dad. Rick's the son. Yeah. Then they're both Richards. For shizzle. For dizzle. and I'm I'm, I'm gonna call them the Richards. The Richards. The Dicks. <laughs> the Dicks. <laughs> Um, Sorry, God. Dick was born in. I have one ninety four written down. So, so I think it's nineteen forty one. Sure, forties. Sure. Um, <laughs> he was born in one nine four. And his BC. <laughs> and his son Rick was born in nineteen sixty two. Okay, that makes. Hey, and yeah, that makes. We're sense. in Boston. 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 Um, Rick is the son, and he's one of three boys. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Rick was born with cerebral palsy, mm. and at birth, he had the umbil- his umbilical cord wrapped around his neck, mm. so which gave him cere- cerebral palsy. Yeah. Um, he was also a quadriple- quadriplegic. Oh, boy. oh no! Yeah, all it of was, that. Yeah, that's a lot. It was a lot. So in the documentary so I, like, I watched, yeah. it's really sad. In the documentary I watched, when he was in, it sounds like he was um, a preemie, and whenever he was in the incubator sorry uh-huh. i'm yep okay um he got <laughs> his correct. dick was like he kept like doing push-ups the baby and he was like oh my god my son's gonna be so strong well actually rick was having seizures and then they put you know it's the 60s oh they didn't know right that makes me so sad it's, this for that is really dad. sad i know but dick is amazing and okay good the story is amazing i so. also agree that dick is amazing so <laughs> Uh, oh boy drink that wine girl get it (laughs) so back in the 60s when you had something like cerebral palsy and he was also quadriplegic like basically the doctors were like there's no hope like you should just institutionalize him like (gasps) send him away like for example like my dad's brother so my dad has passed away I know so my dad has passed away but his brother when he was younger my dad was born in 1950 and his brother was born in like 55 I think Mm -hmm. he was uh mentally challenged like severely mentally challenged Mm -hmm. and they put him in a home because that's what they did back then they didn't know and I know being mentally challenged is not the same as having cerebral palsy but it just the it wasn't there I guess I get I mean here's the thing I know people who have cerebral palsy and they're they live completely normal lives well Right. But the I think also him being a quadriplegic. Added a layer. Added a whole other layer. Well, luckily, Dick and his wife did not listen to the doctors. Yay. And they were just like, they said that as he was a baby, like, A, they were like, we cannot institutionalize him. And they noticed, like, his eye movement would follow them. Like, if they were walking oh, around the room, yeah. like, they noticed, like, there was life in there. Yeah. And they had hope. And um, Dick's wife was hell-bent on just giving him every opportunity she could give him. So... What she did is every week they would take him to Boston Children's Hospital mm-hmm. and they would teach Dick and his wife on how to like teach him the alphabet and like give him like certain skills. And the best piece of advice the doctors gave them was treat him like your other kids. Like don't ever treat him differently. So what Dick's mm-hmm. wife does, and I don't know her name, so I keep just saying Dick's wife, but she would cut out letters in sandpaper and teach him how like the alphabet and she would also put like posty notes everywhere to show him like this is a lamp this and she would talk to him all the time like and also uh dick would also try to teach they they just didn't stop they didn't give up on him so um 
also he said they said in the documentary that his brothers treated him the same too like they would go on family vacations and they would just bury him in the sand and like tease him in like a fun brotherly way right um and he was just treated like everyone else in the family so at age 11 rick was fitted with a computer that enabled him to communicate and he did not stop communicating after that. Like wow. he just literally like lit fire. Like it was amazing. So um, Dick and his wife knew Rick was smart, but they didn't realize how smart he really was. And they enrolled him in public school mm-hmm. at age 11. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, you know, he was in special programs and stuff, but he played with the kids. He did recess. He had all the normal classes that most of the kids had. And then in, 1977, uh, let's see, okay, so Dick was 36 at the time, Rick was, I don't know, do the math, he was probably like 12 or something. 15. 15, thank you. If he was born in 1941. Yeah, um, no, Rick was born in... 1962. 62. No, I mean, wait, do you say Dick was... Dick was 36, Rick was like... Well, uh, we, I don't know what year Dick was born, that's the problem. Dick was born in... Oh, 19. Yeah, if 194. It, it, 194. If it was 41, he's 15. It doesn't matter. But. Whatever. He's a, a yeah. Dick's 36, and Rick is like a teenager. Teenager. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> and one of Rick's classmates was a lacrosse player and was hurting in that. We had a terrible accident and actually became paralyzed. Oh, no. So they did like a fundraiser race for this classmate. And Rick said to his dad via computer, like, I want to run in this race. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah, it's a great story. And so Dick was like, okay, I've never run a race in my life, but sure. So he found like, you know, he ran the race in his wheelchair and it was five miles. And afterwards, um, I want to get the quote right. So, okay. So let's see. Okay. So after they finished the race, Rick looked up to his dad and he said, um, dad, when I'm running, it feels like I'm not handicapped. So from that day forward, when Rick went to school, Dick would run and train and would carry a, a bag of cement to train for races so he could push Rick around in races. And from that point on, they entered more than 1,130 races together. Damn. And, um... Let's see. So it began Team Hoyt. That, that was the name of the race team. Or the Richards, as I like to call them. Or the Richards. Or the Dicks. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they ran 72 marathons together. Marathons. Oh, I ran 26, a half marathon. That's 26 miles. It's, I couldn't even, I barely finished a half marathon. Mm-hmm. Nope. Six Ironman triathlons. And they even ran the Boston Marathon 32 times. The Boston Marathon, which to even enter the Boston Marathon is... Impossible. Kenny, you're in shape. Like, could you get into the Boston Marathon, if do you I think? I trained, I could, I think. It's hard to get into, I was, right? Don't you have to qualify? Yeah, you have to, you I have think to you qualify. just have to, like, finish a marathon. and it's You have to finish a, a marathon and time. have to be, yeah, you have to have a certain time to get into it. Yeah. My friend's brother. Uh, do you have his fastest marathon time on there? I, I don't have the actual time, but they almost beat the world record. If they would have ran 30 minutes faster, they would have beat the world record for. I don't it was know like time, three hours and 30 minutes, which is outrageous. Insanity. And the dad is pushing the, the sun? The dad is yeah. pushing the sun the entire time. Like an, I think an average marathon runs in like four, four and a half roughly. 
Mm-hmm. Like we, an average person. I, so you, guys are, like you know what you're saying to me is people are running for hours on end, which sounds ridiculous no matter what. But if your son or child said to you, I feel like I'm not disabled when I'm running. I mean, yes, do, like, I would make it happen, but I'm just saying. I, I mean, have the clicking knee right now. <laughs> like I said, I ran a half marathon and it took me three hours. So figure that out. Mm. It would have taken me six to do a full. I think uh, it would have probably taken longer. It might have taken longer. <laughs> and, and I literally was hobbling over the finish line. Like remember Todd was at like the end of the finish line and I was like, like Quasimodo, like hobbling over. So this badass, um, they also biked Uh across the United States, 3,735 miles in 45 days together. This reminds me a lot of Forrest Gump. Yes. It's a, yes. I actually cried when I watched the documentary because it's so sweet. Oh, um, they, so for the triathlons, so for a triathlon, you know, you do like a swim portion, a bike portion and a. Um, running portion for the swim portion dick actually created um like a rope pulley system not a pulley system but like a basically rick would lay in a boat or sit in a boat and then dick would have a rope tied to him and that's how he would compete so basically dick was a badass like he yeah not only was he finishing it but he was like taking his son with him him. and like a bike for the bike portion they had a special bike what did you find kenny Oh, I was trying to find a sign. I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, you couldn't find it. Okay. Um, so during all of this, Rick actually went on to graduate from Boston University with a degree in special education, and he later worked at the Boston College in the computer lab to help develop um, software solutions for um, people with disabilities to communicate with one another. And um, it's just an amazing story. And unfortunately, Dick passed away. The reason why I did this is Dick passed away March 21st of this year. His oh, dad. Oh, that just happened. At 80 years old. Oh. And, but he died in Mine his says sleep. March 17th. Oh. What did I, I, it doesn't matter. USA Today said March 21st. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I also said he was born in 19, what I said? You said 194. 194. So BC. you're probably right. Oh, it was 1940, by the way. Oh, so now we know. I just forgot the zero. It's fine. It's fine. I hand wrote out these notes. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so Dick passed away 80 years old and, um, at the starting line at the Boston marathon, you'll also find a, like a statue of Dick pushing Rick in his, uh, special, um, yes. Thank you, Kenny. In his special, uh, running, running chair. chair. Yeah. Um, I know it's a short ditty, but I felt like. I don't know. It's I really, really like the story. So Rick was asked if he could give his father one thing, what would it be? And Rick responded, the thing I'd most like is for my dad to sit in the chair and I would push him for once. That's that's what he said in an interview. Oh, I got and chills. if you want to learn more, go to teamhoyt.com. They actually create um, wheelchair running chairs and also um, biking special disability biking chairs uh-huh. that you can purchase from the foundation. And essentially all the money goes to helping young people with disabilities be integrated into sports and community. And it's a great organization. And I just think it's a wonderful story of how just because someone tells you, you can't do something like that. His son wouldn't live a normal life or, or whatever. He didn't listen to them. Right. And he did whatever They're basically he like, do. just give your son away to an institution. You don't need to worry about that. And you know, they spent $5,000 when, like, back in the 70s to get him fitted for this computer and all this stuff. That's a lot of money yeah. nowadays, and it's a lot of money back then, and they did it. They found a way to do it, and they, and he lived, you know, his best life, and his dad was his hero, and I don't I know. Love that. It was a great story. So that's the story of Rick and Dick. Rick and Dick. Hoyt. 
the Richards. Great. I love the it. The Dicks. The Richards. <laughs> a little, little lighten things up a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. After yeah. broken shins, that's what you yeah. need. I'm glad you went first. Okay. Okay. Kenneth. Well, I feel like weird going after this very heartwarming story with this. So. I like it. <laughs> Make uh, it weird. An NYC <laughs> film director sells what for $85? An NYC. And to help you out, it's cashing in on the NFT craze. What's NFT? Non-functional token. What's Fungible that? token. I don't know what that is. It's blockchain technology. Basically, kind of a Bitcoin. Okay. Oh, God. I'll explain it more after this because I don't want to give it away. Oh, okay. okay say, the, uh, say it again. NYC film director sells what for $85? God, Kenny, I don't... And it has to do with blockchain? Um, if you don't know what an NFT is, this is going to be harder to get. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know what blockchain is, and I know what Bitcoin is. Um, okay, eighty-five dollars. Eighty-five dollars. And a new and an NYC film director. Um, um, <laughs> this is very exciting stuff. Okay, I don't, just I don't know. Just tell us. I can't just even guess. Fart. A fart. What? A fart noise. A fart audio file. Wait, why? Because that's why? what NFTs are. I don't understand them enough. Basically, so here's how it started, though. I mean, I'll sell, I'll sell it to you for 65 I'll sell it to you for 20 Uh How it started was him and his buddies used to send each other audio recordings of each other's farts every Ew. time they had them at the start of quarantine. Guess and what so, you guys are going to start getting. That's a, such a man thing to do. No, I would do it. So he's starting to sell the audio files as NFTs. So... NFT, I don't know how to explain an NFT. Basically, it's just like a, a digital piece of art. The best way to explain it is like okay. a so baseball card. you're saying my farts could be worth something. It's all based on the supply and demand. Supply and demand. Like right now, <laughs> the big thing is... Demand, I have really. really good farts, you Have guys. you heard of that Top Shot? No. Yeah, that sounds familiar. It's something the NBA's partnered with where they just sell GIF highlights. And like the Top top shot nft right now is worth like a hundred twenty thousand dollars so you're saying if i have a really good fart it can be worth like a hundred dollars yeah and the top nft <laughs> yeah is is <laughs> so for 60 million dollars shark maybe <laughs> it's i don't know will that go for two hundred dollars sorry getting I, I don't think we have enough users looking for sip survive repeat <laughs> nfts damn it mm. Okay. You I guys help never us out. Guess that. Wow. I still don't understand NFTs fully. They don't make sense to me why people are paying for them. No idea. There's Mm-mm. a lot of things I don't understand. Like so. Bitcoin at least kind of made sense to me. I don't get the NFTs. I don't really get any of it. Yeah. I'm just going to live in my bubble. Of I'm just going to use cash and not Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't understand it. <laughs> you guys. Duh. I'll explain it to you after this. Somebody explain shit to me. <laughs> you don't want me to. In depth. <laughs> I do meet with my financial advisor soon. Maybe he can explain Ask it. Ask about Bitcoin. Okay. Todd knows about Bitcoin. That's interesting. He almost invested in Bitcoin years ago. I When it was a penny stock and we would be, basically I wouldn't be sitting here right now because we'd me be multi, multi my buddy, My one buddy found out about Bitcoin in 2012. He's like, I think we should buy some of these. And they're like five cents. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I, I don't, that's not going to take off. Yeah. He bought two. <gasps> Ooh. But he sold them like when it got to like fifty bucks, oh. and then Ooh, and now it's like fifty thousand. Yeah, they're like fifty eight thousand yeah. dollars. So back in twenty ten, he was listening to a podcast and heard about it, and we had just bought our house, 
And he was like, well, do I buy a lawnmower or do I buy this Bitcoin? He's like, I buy a lawnmower. And I'm like, you should have bought the Bitcoin. Damn it. Don't yeah. listen to me. Don't listen to me. No. Anyway. Mm. Okay. Mm. Great. All right. Well, super duper. Um, oh, by the way, everyone, we're stuck at 119 uh, reviews. So oh. if you can move the needle on that, we'd love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so some more reviews, preferably with your uh, kind words, are always appreciated because I like to read them. But just, you know, get us up over 119. Bolivia, where you at? Where you at, girl? All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.